0: Welcome to the Christian Men Unscripted Podcast, where Christian men get together to talk about real issues, real struggles, and real victories. We're here to have honest conversations about what it means to be a Christian man in today's world. We'll be talking about marriage, fatherhood, leadership, faith, and more. And we'll be doing it all in a way that is honest, open, and unscripted. Subscribe today and join us on this journey. Got some peace and quiet in there? all right welcome to episode 13 of the christian men podcast today we are going to interview or just have a conversation seth and myself with my son aj john is in arizona at grand canyon university he's going to have some interviews with some kids we'll be on the end of this episode or on the next episode we're not sure how we're going to work it <laughs> so we'll figure it out <laughs> um seth is in michigan still and uh he's on the phone again um but Welcome, my son, AJ, to the podcast. All right, go ahead, AJ. All
1: right. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm AJ, 20 years old. I go to UNLV, um, studying accounting, and I also work part-time at a grocery store. I'm not married.
0: (laughs) So nice to live at home. I can't get him out of here. That's good, though. I like having him around. (laughs) All right, Seth, you got any questions for him?
2: Yeah, so AJ, I'm, you've heard some of the podcasts, I think, but uh, if not, we've talked uh, often you, about he better and how we have, but uh, we've talked often about how uh, how you know we've kind of failed as men at times. And Alan uh, specifically has said that um, when his house, your house, didn't change until he changed, um, and he talked about a little about anger issues. And so I kind of wanted to hear your perspective on that um how was your dad before he really took um, his relationship with Jesus
0: seriously before you answer? I'm sitting right here <laughs> <No>.
1: <laughs> um I would I don't know like you said anger issues probably the biggest thing, but maybe I'm just I've just gotten used to it I don't even really think about it <laughs> so much but no like recently he's been a lot better with that um uh, how. What would you say like the past three, four years?
0: Not three ish, yeah. That's when I kind of decided to make that change and not get as angry as much. I still do, but I'm able to catch it.
1: Yeah. No, it's it's quite obvious, like you've improved in that area a lot. Um, especially with my sister. It's uh it's it's obvious to see the difference between how you react to things with me when right. I was her age compared to
0: her down, yeah and you know said that's what we talked about that's kind of where it started with her like i was you know do you think i ever really got mad at her but well, she saw me getting mad at you sometimes but yeah not like you but i think you're stemmed from like being sports being a, a, you know a boy at the time and i was like well i'm gonna make him you know whatever major league star or superstar and i mean he could tell you stories i would fly off the handle at him and i don't even think you liked baseball at one point because of it right
1: yeah <laughs> no, I've heard the podcast. I've heard you
0: yeah. talking about how, and they'll send me videos on like Instagram or TikTok of dads getting mad at their kids playing baseball, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, they're spot on, man. I, that makes me realize that other dads are the same way. <laughs> but the, did I did I I don't know did I tell the story on the podcast about when uh you were playing baseball with the Pirates and you wouldn't throw the ball in? I don't I don't, I don't know. remember. There was a I, if if it is, I'm gonna apologize, but he's here. And Seth, this was <laughs> this was the. This was me with him. I don't know. How old were you, Pirates? You were probably what, nine, eight?
1: I, eight? I think I was a little older. I mean, 11, 12.
0: 11, 12. And my friend came to watch the game with us and he's like, I want to get my son involved in Little League and I'm coaching. And my son catches a ball and he's in the outfield and there's kids running the bases and he has it and he's holding the ball. I'm like, throw the ball just throw the ball in, just get it in. And he's like looking at kids. He's the kids are running, scoring dude. I fly off the handle and as a coach in literally yelling at him, getting him in the dugout, yelling at him. The only kid yelling, all the other kids are scared. And I was so mad. Do you remember that? Uh, vaguely. Yeah. And then, um, after the game, my buddy who was there, Roy, he was like, well, you know what? I didn't know if I should <laughs> call CPS on you or just leave. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm glad you didn't call CBS <laughs> and that's kind of how it was for the next what five years until he got to high school but yeah that was me you got any more questions for him go ahead and ask him more he we'll get him to talk more he'll open up
2: <laughs> all right cool so um how did uh, how did that kind of impact you as you're as you are growing up kind of um did you experience anger issues or did you uh experience you know i don't know what what kind of emotions kind of were you feeling as you were growing up um you know uh with with that kind of anger being directed at you
1: yeah um, honestly um i feel like one thing it did was kind of just make me when he was getting angry it made me like not want to do baseball like he said
0: um and, uh, yeah I mean, we're talking in, in in terms of baseball but it 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 was in everyday life like like if you left dishes in the sink or. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, uh, another question I have is, so you said that with, with your sister, how have you seen your dad change over the past couple of years?
1: I would say he approaches it a lot differently. Um, I guess in a more loving kind of Jesus like way. I mean, he's not going to just let her do whatever she wants,
0: but. I'm not cursing at her. Yeah. I mean, I cursed at you like you were a sailor, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like like you you still like discipline her.
0: Yeah, well, still get mad. I mean, yeah,
1: yeah, get upset when she does like the wrong thing. But you you kind of approach it in a way where you're like just letting her know like what, what it is she did wrong and why.
0: Yeah, and you then know? I'm the parent and you're still the child. Yeah. But with you, it was like screaming and yelling and breaking things. Yeah,
1: there, there wasn't a conversation really. Yeah, there was yeah. no conversation. That's, yeah, yeah, that's a good term yeah. for
0: it whereas it was just yelling and slamming doors until yeah. I felt until I didn't see red anymore. <laughs> but yeah, remember, so we talked last week, Seth, about being in the car, <laughs> teaching my daughter how to drive. when we went to dinner. Yeah. That was a horrible dinner, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> my son, I'm just, my daughter's driving and I'm starting to yell, but I'm not yelling out of anger. I'm just like, you know, anxiety nervous cause she's in the car and this so she's only been driving and he's in the back just laughing and that's not helping because now she's getting more and more mad because she thinks he's laughing at her. He's laughing at me because he remembers it. You remember? Yeah. Why were you laughing?
1: Because I remember how you were when you were teaching me to drive a car to drive. Yeah, you would uh you would do the same thing, you'd yell,
0: like ah no, turn the wheel, <laughs> <laughs> speed up. <laughs> so we've been driving. You no, know, my daughter's actually been driving everywhere the last week on the freeway, everywhere. And I've been really good, actually. I feel I mean we'll get her on and we'll ask her, but You know, I think I've been pretty good because after that, but that wasn't anger, though. And AJ knew it wasn't anger, but there was anger. Hey, tell the story, AJ, real quick about the gas station.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I think you already told on the podcast.
0: Did I when you sprayed gas everywhere? I think so. Dude, I yelled so bad. Yeah. And we got in the car. He sprayed gas everywhere. I mean, the gas, like, if somebody lit a match, that, that place was gonna blow. <laughs> he pulled the, he's he pulling the pump out with the handle and there's gas everywhere, and I'm running out. I'm like, let go of the handle. And I like, get in the car and we take off. And I'm yelling. And I'm like, maybe we should have told the gas attendant so nobody, but it's still there, so it didn't happen. <laughs> but then I'm like, I'm yelling at him for like 10 minutes. I'm like, I never told him how to do gas. That's probably my fault. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, AJ, after I, I went to church and I was like, well, I'm going to make a change. I would tell people I'm going to make a change. My family all the time. You go to church on Sunday. I'm like, I got to be a better person. But then one Sunday I was like, I'm not saying nothing. I just got to do it. I didn't tell anybody. I just kind of started doing my own thing and changing. And that kind of made my family change. And then I don't know if they noticed it right away or a year later or anything. How did, that, how did you notice that things I wasn't the same?
1: I would say more of a gradual, gradual change. Um, you're really involved in the church doing all that stuff. I noticed stop getting as mad as much. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then you went to UNLV after leaving a Christian school, high school. And I didn't think in high school you were much of a Christian. You kind of, you know, you you knew the word you got in the Bible because they make you, but you didn't really yeah no. now you you don't go to church all the time because your schedule but you serve at the church you serve with the youth with me you do this, you, you help with the sixth grade boys and you're involved more you're i know you're going to go to church more but you got baptized what made that what made you do that stuff instead of cutting off christianity getting more involved in christianity
1: yeah you're you're mostly right um i would say my senior year there um was kind of different i started taking it seriously senior year um and that, that played a big part in, in it. Like I wanted to, I knew after senior year that I wanted to actually take it seriously, like for the rest of my life, I'd say also you getting more involved in church kind of inspired me to serving mm-hmm. the, uh, the youth group. So that, that also, that also played a pretty big part as well.
0: And then you, you, you were baptized at UNLV with the college church group. Yeah. they And what, why did you get baptized there?
1: Um, kind of cause I, I felt like I needed to to get baptized. Like I hadn't, I hadn't been baptized before. And I, well, I'm going to take Christianity seriously. That's something Mm -hmm. that you should do.
0: Yeah. And then you got baptized and and we know you're 20, so everything's not perfect, but I, I I see you working at it. I see you reading your Bible. I see you trying. Um, I appreciate it. It's inspiring to me as well. Um, And then just to see you on Wednesday at serving with the students there is kind of great actually. Mm -hmm. So, you know, anything else you got for them on that set?
2: No, I don't think so. I think it's really cool to kind of hear your guys talking about it with each other and, and, uh, and just kind of seeing that you guys kind of are inspired by each other to follow Jesus more closely. So that to me is really, really cool. Um. I think that kind of speaks to the um, the reality that relationships are very important um, in uh, following Jesus. Like if you're not a part of a, a relationship or have mentors or people you can watch um, doing this relationship, you know, doing uh, the, the works of the Christian life, um, it's much harder to grow. But when you see it modeled and you see it, you know, being uh, like AJ doing it, it's inspiring and helps you grow more in your relationship with Jesus. And that's something that I think that is something to draw out of this is that we need to be around people who are going to inspire us towards Jesus.
0: Yep no i think that's it and it's it's inspiring me as well just to watch him on wednesday and stuff you know and that that kind of leads into where we're at with john he's not here but he's on uh, grand canyon university campus and he interviewed some kids and we're going to try and get that on the podcast as well but i'm going to ask aj because growing up we did go to church but i wouldn't say we were a christian family for those 10 years would you would you say that i mean we went to church on sunday but after that it was kind of like okay where i think now it's discussed quite often yeah and um I don't even do it now, and this is a question that John asked some of the kids on campus, and I'm going to ask you, Seth, because you have younger kids, and we'll start with this question that John's asking is, do you force your kids to go to church? And I think at a certain point, they have to because you don't have a babysitter, right? So your kids go to church, they do their thing, and you're a youth pastor, so I would imagine— that you would make them go to church their whole life that they're with you. <laughs> but what I, and this is just me, and this is why I, I'm just going to tell you my perspective. And I don't know if I'm right or wrong. I've discussed this several times in small group that we have being a police officer. I would go to these homes and I would see Christian homes and families and I would and go because of their kids and their kids are on drugs and their kids are stealing cars and their kids are just like off of the charts out there with um just bad criminal things. And I'm like, well, they, yeah, we, he went to church every day. We went every Sunday, we got him involved and they just went so far from Christianity because of being forced to go that I don't try to force my kids to go even to this day. I mean, obviously there was a point where they had to go because we needed, we didn't have babysitting. I can't leave my five-year-old home by himself, but where is that line? Let's start with eight. Let's start with you, Seth, with your young kids and what's your, what's your thought on that?
2: No, that's a really great question. That's a, that's a fascinating Story for you to go into these houses and be like, "Wow, oh, this is a Christian home," but your kid is crazy. Like, uh, that's that's fascinating. Um,
0: Real quick, I want to on the other end of that, where I, I would go in homes in these these the the parents that did force them, their kids were great. There was the other side of that, so I was so torn. So I didn't mean to cut you off, but go ahead.
2: Yeah. Um. So I, I mean, I've, as a youth pastor, I've seen it, the same thing. You know, there were kids who were forced to go to youth group who were just awful um you know or messing up or doing you know drugs you know you know doing different things inside the church smoking in the church doing you know trying to find a place to have sex in, in a church and, and uh so i've i've seen that side of it and and i've also seen where there's where there's a people who maybe are are less don't force them at all and they don't choose to go to church either and so they're mm-hmm. kind of on that other spectrum so i think it is kind of a um a uh, um, kind of a middle ground here is that I think for a certain amount of time, maybe until they're 14 or 15, you know, being like, Hey, you're coming to church with us. But when you, um, when you're 15, when you're 16, you can choose if you're going to come or you're not going to come. So, but for my, for my kids, like the question sometimes is like it should church be fun? Like, is it supposed to be fun? Um, You know, obviously we're, we're there to worship Jesus and, And sometimes we can there's a lot of churches that focus a lot on fun and there's not as much like substance there. And so for um, for us as a family, we're kind of navigating that right now is because we want our kids to love Jesus, not just the toys and the games they play. Right. Um, But we understand that toy games and and, uh, doing activities can really enhance that. So for us, we would probably make ask them to continue to go um, until they're 18 with us, um, and uh, do everything I can to make sure that if they are starting to understand that it's not just going to church, it's not just their parents' faith, but they're in a relationship with God as well. And we're trying to kind of lay that foundation in our prayers um, and talk to them about we're talking to God. We're we're not just saying words we're trying to be with him and, and to get to and, and for him to get to know us and to be real with the things that we're struggling with um, the things that we want our friends our family to experience um, if we want to experience more love or if we're having a hard time or having a bad day we want to have these conversations with Jesus because he's the one who cares and I always tell my kids like you know how much does dad love you and I'll say and we'll say so much. And then I'll say, who loves you more than I love you or more than your mom and I love you. And, and then we say, Jesus. And so I try to let them know that I'm there.
0: No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, bro. (laughs) I just had to throw it in there because I hadn't picked on you in a while. No, I agree. I agree. I I joke, but it's cool. Yeah. But you know, at that age, you're right. That's a good thing at that age. You know, if I told my son that at 20, he'd be like, get out of here, man. You're crazy. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree. I like that actually at that age, that way they get that understanding and it's ingrained in them and they, they understand it more. You know, they, I, we didn't have that. And when he was younger, you know, it was like, who loves you more, mom or dad, not mom, not dad. Cause he's yelling at me. All yeah. the time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I totally, I totally get that. Um, but I, but that's when we're, we're trying to be like, look, it's not, it's sometimes pastors can get the, The point where they're serving the people, but they're not present with their family. Mm -hmm. And when they are present, you know, um, their kids, you know, aren't comfortable talking to them because they feel like they're shamed or or whatever. Um, And so that's something where it's like, okay, I want to make sure that my kids know that as much as I love them, I I I will probably fail them in their life. But there's one person who won't fail them. Right. Because we you know, going to church, sometimes it's just boring as heck. Um, like, you know, there's there's times where you go there and it's like uh, oh, you know, sometimes you just get in a in a dry spell and um and it's easy for people to kind of you know, kids to kinda of be, well is he even here? Um, you know, how can I how can I even can I don't feel God? I haven't felt him in, in months or years and um and we can really focus on the feeling, uh, mm-hmm. instead of going to Christ with those feelings. Because I struggle with it, and I'm sure you know. AJ, I'd love to hear your you know perspective on that as well. Is was the fact that there were fun things um, important for you, or, or you know, was there a different change in you when you started kind of going to church?
1: I would, so I would say the, the fun things weren't as important to me personally. I, I think the, what made it more fun for me was just being with my friends. Um, I would, that's yeah. kind of what I see with, um, the sixth grade groups that I lead. Mm-hmm. Um, they, yeah. they really enjoy being with their friends, but yeah, what was the second part?
2: Um, how did uh, you start to be transformed through like church stuff? Was it through church or was it just through other conversations and, and just watching your dad?
1: Um, I would, I think church kind of set a good foundation for like theology good theology i guess and kind of understanding what it's all about um just understanding what it means to be a christian but i think what helped me the most in my walk would be like i was saying earlier my senior year high school um just being surrounded by a bunch of other classmates um who are also on fire for jesus and then also like my teachers they inspired me encouraged me to take it more seriously and Yeah.
0: yeah yeah you know i work at the the school now I think that that is the best decision we ever made as far as a family because they do uh, chapel and just the the things they do have really they plant that seed, whether that it happens at the school or when they get out of school, it's ingrained in them. And we're just telling you because your parents put you here and this is a Christian school. You're going to listen yeah. whether you accept it or not is up to you. And I don't think they force it per se. I mean, there's a lot going on, but it's all, it's up to them to make that decision. And that's why I love the school and that's why I love the teachers there. And a lot of them are still there, and I work with them, and they remember my son. And you know, they're like, "Wow, he's so quiet." And now he's, you know, this man who is uh, walking with Jesus, uh, serving at the church. Um, obviously, I know he's not perfect because I live with him, but uh, I'm super proud of him. You know, he's going to school, he's doing the right thing. Um, he's sucking me dry money, but whatever, that's okay. Um, <laughs> we'll be fine. Uh, but no, I'm just proud of him. And um, I don't think. Do you think AJ? Real quick to get back to that other question was. Do you think, did we force you to go to church at a certain age or do we always just kind of like, Hey, you're going to go this week or, because I know you went to a Christian school we don't do it with my daughter and the change in my daughter as well. She won't admit it, but I see the change in her as well. <laughs> I really think they do a wonderful job with the students there, but no, um, so did true. we force you or do you think it was kind of like open and for you with us, especially over the last four or five years? Um, high
1: school. I don't think you forced me as much before then though. I, th- I don't know. I don't remember if you forced me or it was just kind of like we just go every week. I guess, I guess kind of forced me, but
0: yeah, I think we kind of force you, but yeah, it's funny. The the funny thing, Seth is when we forced him to go, we were all going, but really none of us paid attention to anything other than just being there because we were in the building. You know, it was like a chore that we we're going to complete on Sunday where now it's not a chore. It's like, we love going, we love serving. We love hearing the word. We love worship. And now we love going and we don't force them to go. They go when they can. He goes when he can. Cause he works like late hours and, he, you know, I'd like to go early at eight and he he's not getting up, but he I actually go on his own sometimes with his sister after to the later service. You know, I'm kind of letting them do their own thing. And I don't know if that's right or wrong. And we're going to ask the kids at Grand Canyon as well, because a lot of them are at a Christian school.
2: Yeah, that's uh, that's that's really cool. Like I was thinking about the passage where it says train up a child in the way they should go. And when they are old, they will not depart from it. You know, while the kids, you know, you know, when they're going to chapel and stuff, they may not be completely uh, aware of what Jesus is doing, but they're being trained in these different ways. But my senior year as well, I was like, you know what? I need to take Jesus seriously because other people around the country and on the world, when they are exposed to Jesus, they might get killed. They might get shunned or kicked out of their family. And and mm-hmm. that's where I was like, man, I really need to take uh, control of my own relationship with Jesus.
0: Yeah. Thanks, man. You got anything else yeah. to say, AJ? No. He's single looking for a Christian girl.
2: So guys, men, if you're listening and your daughter is uh, interested in all the wrong guys, yes. come to Alan. He's got a son yep. who would love to date all of them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just one. I just need him to get married and move out of the house. I'm trying to hook him up. <laughs> he's going to school, he's gonna be a businessman, accountant, he's gonna make money and a lot more than I ever made, so I'm very proud of him. We'll we'll get together again. Um I appreciate it and thank you very much, AJ. Thank you. All right. All right, Seth. Thank you.